Boy, Trey, forever, baby. Man, it's your boy, artist. Yeah, the gap too deep. Are you It's your girl, Flamey G. Ebony, aka Ebony, with an I. I'm from the Big Head Radio Show, and I'm with the King T Network, huh? What's good? It's King T from the King T Network, and I've been, I've been telling y'all, I've been telling y'all that a collaboration is coming. I got my guy Johnny Wrightman. I got Johnny Filmworks himself. Right here, so you know I'm not lying. Um, it's HWIC and the King Teeth Network. We're coming together. I really want to bring more exposure to what they're doing. I mean, they're dropping movie after movie, like I drop interview. And we just want to be a part of that in any way we can. So we just um, are truly grateful for this opportunity. Um, the 32nd trailer of the movies he's put out into my full length interviews. And he thought it was a good idea. Eight different movies will be up on Tubi um, in 2024, by 2024. So you'll be seeing eight different trailers they will be transitioning in and we'll be doing different bloopers and different fun things in there, building this relationship with the different actors and actresses. Shout out to everyone that's been working hard, the crew, shout out to all of y'all, HWIC, the family. Happy that we were able to bring this together and start this journey with us and keep this journey going uh, for years to come. And we're back. It's the King Teeth Network. We are here. Um, shout out to my boy Larry. Shout out to my boy S. Gordon. Black Box Studios. Thank you for having me. I have another amazing guest with me. Um, Y'all gonna see a little clips of the stuff we did outside of here the first time we met. Um, and we're gonna talk way more in depth about what he was actually doing and what he's going to be doing and his non all of those great things, but we have Donnie in the building. How are you, my guy? I'm doing pretty good, and yourself? I'm good, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. So, we got to go ahead and get it out. The, the logo is right here. It's on the chest, it's on the hat. What is it, and uh, what is it about? Uh, it's the Akron Baseball Project Incorporated. Uh, I'm CEO, Donnie Brooks. Um, had a camp this year, August 13th, right before school started back up. It was an introductory uh, camp to introduce baseball back into our community mm. um, and to keep kids out of the streets. Mm. Um, so that's a little bit about it right now. So you obviously like baseball. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Now, I was a football guy, basketball guy. I dibbled and dabbled in baseball, but my father was a, was, a, was heavy baseball. Okay. Um, what draw you to baseball what drew you to the game itself um well that was my first sport that i played uh age four uh picked up the bat and ball i loved it when i first hit the ball um i fell in love with the game um i played football that was my second sport i played from peewee up into high school uh played soccer for about three to four years but baseball that was what i loved i really did like football a lot but when I was in middle school, I knew when I was like 12, 13, that this is meant for me. And I also wanted to be different because there wasn't a lot of uh, baseball players in um, my community at that age that were excelling uh, in baseball. It was more football and basketball, so. 
So it took to you and you took to it. Yes. So in Akron, if we walked around a little bit here and there around them baseball diamonds, we may hear the 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 history behind Donnie. Yeah. On the, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just yeah. acting. Hey. <laughs> like a little bit. Just little a little, bit. little something. Something. <laughs> a little something. Um. So how was it uh, for you uh, growing up in Akron? Um. Great. Um. Born and raised. My first uh, 13 years. I'm originally from Chenowood. Okay. Uh. 691 Calasovo Apartment C. Uh. Born there. Uh, lived there my first 13 years. Then we moved to uh, the West Side uh, uh, by Bukto High School when yeah. I was 13. So uh, I'm originally uh, Southwest, and then my middle school, high school years, West Side. Okay. Um, so that's where I learned a lot uh, playing baseball. We used to play baseball in the oval, um, little stick ball. Uh, that's where it all started before we even started playing football. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was playing baseball, um, and from there, I just stuck with it. Uh, the guy that I looked up to in the 90s was Ken Griffey Jr. himself. Okay. Uh, that was my guy. Um, we're the same height. Um, we're both lefties. Uh, the best swing in the game still to this day. Um, and obviously, you, you have others, uh, Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa. They were great. Hank, uh, uh, Frank Thomas, um, Daryl Strawberry. The list goes on with mm-hmm. African-American uh, pro baseball players. But Ken Griffey Jr., he was my guy. So, influenced by the great. Yes. Um, and baseball specifically is not a heavy African-American sport. But no. we do have some legends. Yes. Um, so you kind of took to their game early as far as just watching them, yeah. studying their game. Yes. Trying to emulate some of the things they would do. Yes. Okay. Um, I think how hard was it to not – go the route of football because it's so much easier it was so much more access um keeping the task at hand Mm -hmm. um my main goal was to get out of i'll say the ghetto Mm -hmm. um and baseball was my ticket it would have been more difficult when you have a lot of African-American brothers in football yeah. because everybody's good. Mm-hmm. So somebody has to be good, good, great, something different. Yeah. Um, not saying baseball was easier because I had to go outside of my neighborhood to other neighborhoods mm-hmm. um, to show my skills. Mm-hmm. So two different, I feel like it's the same thing, but just different directions. Yeah. Um, but what kept me focused, like I said, man, it was I just love the bat and the ball and the glove, that leather, man. It was just something about it. Um, my my first year, I won MVP. So really, my first year, I was uh, five years old, 1996. That was the first time the team was the Little Arrows, West okay. Akron Little League. Uh, back then, that's when I think it was uh, when they changed the name from the Canton Indians to mm-hmm. the Arrows. Oh. Um, back in 97 or 98. That's like when I was born. So that's when they transferred the name. And then obviously in 2014, they changed it to, to the Rubber Ducks. Okay. Um, sold it to a guy in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Changed the name, revamped it for the past nine to ten years now. But um, yeah, baseball was just my game. Uh, my nickname was uh, Home Run. Wow. Uh, 
I used to always hit home runs. Wow. Um, and then um, it became home run 32. That was my uniform number. Mm-hmm. I've always wore that since the age of nine. Really? So I stuck with it. Why? Um, well, people would say it's backwards of Jordan, 20, you know, 2332. But uh, that's where the process of me becoming good started. Mm. My original number was uh, number six. Okay. I had that my first couple years, and then 32, I just liked it looked good, and then that's when I started to become better um, than my opponents, and then I ran with 32. So you ran all the way to college with it, yes, and even further than college. Yes. So take us to um, that time. Take us to getting the transition to going to college and getting a scholarship. Yes. And then take us to how you did in college um university of akron uh shout out to coach sable he is a former Cincinnati reds baseball player wow he played back in the late 80s um he gave me an opportunity um and i went with it my freshman year i did not start i had to learn watch uh my sophomore and junior year i did start um and thank you i was center field um that's when i got my height maybe mm, i was like six three when I was like 17 Mm -hmm. and then I had some pretty good hops not hops like basketball Mm -hmm. but I had hops enough to go you know to jump over a fence Mm -hmm. so I had that and then my length um college I did really well um I played from 2010 to 2012 13 year Mm -hmm. then I decided like hey um let me go out and try out for the Major leagues. And you can do that early. Yes, it starts really when you're 17. Wow. Uh, Because if you turn 18 before you sign your contract, you're fine. Uh, My first pro tryout was for the Kansas City Royals. Mm -hmm. I was a senior in high school. Um, I amazed everybody. Um, You had to do, sorry, not do, you had to hit uh, 16 balls in batting practice. Uh, Short for that would be BP. Um, And I was smacking each one. Every time you Every time you heard that ball hit the bat, it was like bink, bink, bink. Every time I got everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. They said I'm really good, but I still need some more developing. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Um, so I did that, and then I had a trial for the Cincinnati Reds uh, in Mentor, Ohio. That's real close to Cincinnati. Um, I made front cover of CBS with a 60-yard dash. Wow. Uh, at the time, I was 210. Uh, I ran my 60 in less than six seconds. Mm-hmm. So that was really good for my height. Absolutely. And I was ahead of the pack there. And then that's when I got offered um, for a farm league team that would be considered called the minor leagues. Okay. And then I was playing in with Carlos Friends, Colorado uh, for a couple years. And then uh, came back home, had a tryout for San Francisco Giants, mm-hmm. uh, major league team. Then I made their farm league team, which is called the Richmond Flying Squirrels in mm-hmm. Richmond, Virginia. Played out there, um, did really well uh, until I tore my knee uh, <laughs> at the age of uh, 25. Really? Yes. So um, had to uh, move back home uh, back in 2017 and end of 2017. So I've been back for the past five years, mm-hmm. and I've just been focusing on um, becoming a college, even pro baseball coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been moving my way up in the ranks of that. I uh, started as a little league baseball coach. I was an assistant for West Akron at one point for a season. Then I became a head coach for Emmanuel Christian Academy. Wow, uh, at the time, they didn't thank you. At the time, they didn't even have a baseball program. Mm-hmm. So I kind of uh, was in really? the ear of the principal. They need to, you know, get some baseball here. 
So um, we did good uh, considering none of these kids played baseball in their lives, but we won one game up against a great team in uh, Brinksville. Mm. So it shows that us as a people, if we put our minds to anything, yeah. we could be great. Yeah. Uh, it takes uh, dedication and focus. Uh, from there, I was um, a coach, assistant JV coach for Thomas High School. I okay. was the first African-American uh, baseball coach at the high school mm. for Thomas. And then from there, um, I went to, to my old uh, college, uh, Akron U. Um, the former coach was uh, Coach Beals. He's no longer at Akron U now, but uh, I was a walk-in. Um, he, he gave me an opportunity to be an assistant analytics coach. So thank you. So um, that was my last coaching position from uh, last baseball uh, season. Now I'm I'm in talks with Kent State to become an assistant player development coach, mm -hmm. and also Firestone High School an assistant baseball coach. So I'm in talks right now for next season. So your your passion now is in coaching. Yes. In helping the kids. Yes. Uh -huh. And I and I always told myself um, when I was probably middle school, high school, once I got done playing the game, mm -hmm. I wanted to be a coach. Wow. I thought about 40, but that was then. But I feel like a blessing in disguise because the younger you are, I feel that you can have more relations with the yeah. players when you're younger. Absolutely. So um, when I was um, the analyst coach for Akron U last year, I was uh, 30, going on 31. I mm -hmm. just turned 32 last month. And they like, wow, you know, he did it, you know, step by step in mm -hmm. that order. And I'm only at the time 31 and mm -hmm. these guys are 21, 22, 23. So we're not far apart in age, but I did what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, so it's more relatable, not someone that's been removed from the game 20 years. Right. It's, it's kind of hard to, because times are different. And now they have these NIL deals now. Yeah. Back when I was in college, they didn't have that, which I feel right. is really great, you know, for the students because now they get to get money outside of education. So I want to stop you right there. Yes. They talk a lot about football and basketball NILs and the players specifically. Yes. Are there heavy hitters in the baseball college sport that have the evaluations that we're seeing from the Caleb Williams, from the Shador Sanders? Like, are there evaluations that high as well, or is it still needing more eyes to baseball? I feel like college baseball. I feel like. Um, more eyes for college baseball when it comes to the Akron area. Mm. Um, but in general? In general. Like the country? The country, I feel like they need just more eyes on baseball, period. I, I, think, so I think more so up north because down south, baseball is heavy. Okay. See? Up north here, and it's a, lot of, it's a lot of factors because of the weather. Absolutely. And um, history? History, and then people... Unfortunately, the the cost. Yeah. Uh, up but that's here, that's a real that's a real thing. But people don't people fail to realize that you can get all this equipment from used sports stores. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, have their thing about used anything. I get it. Mm -hmm. But if you feel that your child, boy or girl, because you got softball and baseball, mm -hmm. you reusing them pads every year. Stop that. <laughs> Every year they you reusing them pads. Stop. They, they get them sprayed like three times. Yes. They reuse. Don't do that. You better go get that equipment. It'd be quality equipment. Because I remember when I was a kid, uh, I started out with used equipment. Yeah. 
and I never complained. As you should, because you probably gonna break it. And <laughs> and my mom didn't invest until she knew that I was great. <laughs> so I got my first pair of Ken Griffey Jr. Swingman cleats from Dicks at the age of 13. I loved them. I wore them out, but those were my first brand new pair. And at, mm-hmm. at the time, they were like over 200 bucks, but mm-hmm. they were great. I loved them. It, it was just great quality. Ken Griffey Jr. had his hand on the... Um, the style of the shoe, wow. or the cleat, I should say, like he did with his King Griffey Jr. Uh, tennis shoes, mm-hmm. the Air Maxes. Mm-hmm. And people know about those because they're a classic. Um, but I just feel like up north, baseball can be a big hitter if people just don't look at the stigma. Mm. You know, people may say, oh, it's this kind of sport, or, you know, our people play this sport. But if you really look into the history of baseball, baseball and soccer is African sports. Football is an American sport. We took it over as players, but we don't own it. We don't own the NFL. If you look at Ice Cube, he just owned the Big Baller 3. That's now league now. He just, I think it was, I think a few months ago where that was out there, but now it's kind of on the down low now. It's not as big as it was when they first said it. And it's the reason for that. Really? Um, you know, if think about it, I look at it as we have all these celebrities with money. Yeah, acting, music, sports. We can own our own leagues. Right. We could. If everybody was to put in a percentage. Because we have the celebrities. Yep. And if every celebrity put in one, two percent of their money, we can have our own leagues. But that's another title for a different day. (laughs) But I think it takes an ice cube showing that you can create something. Yes. Own it, keep it, and it be successful. I believe so, too. It takes the coach primes of the world to bring the excitement back to college. So motherfuckers actually want to watch that, yes. and it's not just the old people and they analyzing football. Right. It's exciting to watch. Exciting to come to a game. Yes. You see Cedric the Entertainer. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? That's what a league like ours would be. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You seeing these? It looks like a Coach Prime game. It looks like the Big Three, but in their prime. You know what I'm saying? Because even the Big Three is amazing because. They've retired, mm-hmm. but they're still able to bring in crowds and imagine having that at the age at their prime. Crazy, it'd be different. But again, it takes investing, it takes partnership, it takes building together, yes. it takes not agreeing but still keeping the business. Right. You know what I'm saying? I we agree. get a lot of personal when we talk about us and business. We bring that personal side into it, mm-hmm. and then we can't work. I'm. I'm I'm not going to make this a racist thing, but white people don't do that. They can hate nope. their guts, but they're going to make that billion. Yeah, they're going to go make that billion together. Yes. And they're going to go back to their family. And that's just... Shake hands and, sh- and what, take names on camera. Come on. <laughs> and at the end of the day, until we can get to that point yeah. where we can shake hands and go get this money for real, it'll be very hard to keep it together. Even if it starts, it'll be hard to keep it together because egos, cameras... That's half the reason why we can't have one right now. See, Ice Cube had to do it with him, and then you don't know nobody else under there that really own it. Right, because he's the face. Because he has to be the face, because Mm -hmm. if you put too many faces in front of it, then faces are going to act like they, and then it's going to be these big heads, Dame Dash, Jay-Z type situations. Right. Can't have that. 
you got to keep it going. So, um, I mean, you bring up great topics, and um, I you hit it, but I want you to hit it a little bit more. Okay. Um, the access to baseball as a child, as a youth, as a um, high school athlete um, in Akron specifically, how do we get that better? How do you get more exposure to the game? I feel like when it comes to that, nowadays it's a little easier because you have social media. Yeah. We didn't have that growing up. Right. It was our main source was the library, um, and we didn't have cable, but we knew someone that had cable. Right. So those were our only two outlets to get what we needed. Mm. Um, and nowadays, kids don't really exercise the library because everything's on your phone. Right. So that takes a lot away. And then to find out different people, we read about it, you know, in books, newspapers, which is old school today. Everything's on the app. Yep. <laughs> so you don't need, you know, paper and pencil. But I still believe that's still the best way to go. Absolutely. I still pick up a book when I need to. Absolutely. Um, but to hit the main point, the access for baseball, talk to people. Like, for example, at my camp, I had myself, I had Marlon Somerville. He's now a firefighter for Akron mm. Firefighters, but he played Notre Dame mm. as a black pitcher. And he's in his late 30s. He's, he's not an elder, mm. you know. Um, and it's talking to people that have excelled in the game. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying no offense to you know, the elders, but people into in the 21st century, you know, because I respect the Negro Leagues. I respect, you know, the grandfather times. I do. But today is different than how it was 1955, mm -hmm. at least for people that play from, you know, 2000 to now, the past 20, 25 years, we still have, you know, and that's the 21st century. We still have knowledge in today's time mm -hmm. than what it was 80 years ago. Mm. So with that being said, like myself, I'm 32. Um, I'm still in the game as a coach. And then I'm not that far removed as a player. Mm -hmm. um, they've added some new things different than when I played. Now they have an instant replay, which I believe is awesome. Um, they should have been at instant replay for baseball a long time ago because right. football and basketball have been at instant replays. Right. So um, I feel that's a positive in today's uh, baseball world. Um, but I feel like for Akron, contact me, contact Marlon Somerville. Um, people know of me, they know of him, and that's a start. Yeah. Where can they find you? Um, you can find me on my Gmail, um, DonnieBrooks32 at gmail.com. Or you can find me at Home Run, one word, HomeRunBrooks32 at gmail.com as well um, to email me about any questions you have about the Akron Baseball Project. It's becoming its own league shortly. Um, and I want it to be in-house. I'm in um, talks with making the Akron Baseball Project its own league within the next year, two years tops. Um, I've been networking like crazy. I've been going to the Pee Wee football games, passing out my business cards. Uh, coaches are like, yeah, we need them to be in something. In the summer is where a lot of stuff happens. If they're playing baseball, they can stay out of trouble. Mm -hmm. And baseball is a game where you need to practice. It's not because if you're going to get better, you have to practice on it. You, you can't slow down. So that will, that, that will stop them from having a lot of idle time. Mm 
uh, as well and keep these kids out of the streets. Yeah. We lost a lot of children uh, this summer and almost lost this summer with gun violence, uh, gang activity, uh, just foolish behavior. Ever since they um, had this gun law where that you can have a gun now without having you know a permit, people have been going gun crazy. Mm. Um, I want to change that and not just me. Uh, once I get a village, it takes a village. Uh, one person can't do it all, uh, but I can be the start of that. Right. And um, so who knows? Akron is going to be known for baseball as well. That's my ultimate goal. Get these kids uh, scholarships. You know, who knows? They may want to make it to the show mm -hmm. one day. If not, at the very least, have it pay for the education. Yeah. And, you know, because baseball is, like they say, 90% mental, 10% physical. Wow. So a lot of people think it's a slow game because it's, it's a lot of brain power. Mm -hmm. You know, people will say the outfield, you're just standing out there, but you never know when that ball going to come to you. Right. Just because what you're not moving back and forth on every play, if you're caught you slipping, it. then you miss that opportunity. So, you know, with football, the receivers have to run routes regardless, even if the ball is not going to them. Mm -hmm. That's why, and same with basketball. The ball cannot come to you, but you still have to set pick and rolls. You still have to set up, uh, you know, post-ups. Baseball, you're just out there, but you still got to be ready for any kind of play. Mm -hmm. Because let's say with me, I'm a center fielder. I'm behind second base. The second baseman, the ball can be hit to him. He can miss it. I got to be aware to get that ball and get it into the infield. Yeah. So just because the ball didn't come directly to me, the second best, he can make a mistake and I still got to pick up his slack. Yeah. So it's a lot of um, brain power in baseball. Um, people just keep looking at, you know, it's not running up and down. We got to get past that right. and look at the brains behind it. That's why baseball makes the most money. Mm -hmm. uh, if you make it to the show. Yeah. Um, you got people that sign from the minor leagues, their contracts, you're making forty to $80,000 in the minor leagues, which is good money because they pay for your housing, they pay for all your utilities. So $80,000 with you not having to pay for your living, that's really good money. I don't care what time you're in with, with generation. $80,000 and not having to worry about your uh, roof over your head, and then you have that money plus more money, $8,000 is good money. And then obviously that's an opportunity for the show where you're making the millions. So you got people signing 10 year contracts, $500 million, mm. 400 million guaranteed. Crazy. Crazy money. And the thing is people look at, you know, why is not for basketball and football? But if you think about it, if the players are making that much money, the owners are making crazy money. They're making triple times that. Mm. If they can give a player 10 year contract, 400 million guaranteed and incentives for the other 100 million, for one player. They're making billions off you. Absolutely. So. 100%. Understanding the game of baseball, I think, is the most important thing. Yes, it is. Because people don't want to do things they don't understand. Um, That's true. I know for a fact that the game got funner once I understood the small things about baseball and understood why this is important, why that's important, why mm -hmm. staying. You know, but when you're seven and people can't really hit that far and you out there, it's like, it's hot. Yep. And then you get to looking around. <laughs> right. Trying to figure out why you out here. 
that's how we that's how we lose it too. Yep. And then the kids don't have parents or people that played the game at a high level. Yep. So then they say, oh, go to football, basketball. You know, there's a, you know, and the thing is, when I was coming up, we had baseball fields on every corner. They're still there, but they're infested with prostitutes, mm. uh, gang activity, mm. homeless people. But you don't see a homeless person at a football field. Mm. You don't see them at a basketball court at Hawkins Basketball Court or, uh, you know, so it's because Akron has been based off of football city, basketball city. Um, of course, LeBron, he made out of here. You know, he's he just got granted, I think, uh, the most successful Ohio athlete ever mm-hmm. this week. As you should. So, you know, and then he revamped uh, Lane Field basketball court. So he put a lot of money into the community when it comes to, you know, what he thought was important. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to, once I make it that level, I want to put to me what's important. Um, it's called Get It Off Your Chest. And um, if you have something specific you want to get off, uh, so I'm going to let you do that real quick. I wanted to let my wife know, Mrs. Brooks, that I, everybody doesn't know, but I have not been a good husband at all. Uh, we've been married for two years, July July 3rd, day before the 4th of July, we've been married. So a little over two years. And the past two years, I haven't been the best. I've uh, been disrespectful, rude. Um, once my Akron baseball part started taking off, uh, I've gotten even more rude. Um, and not letting my wife know how great she is and attacking her verbally about past things, present things, current things, and it's not right of me, and it wasn't right of me, and I want to start over, and because without you, I can't be my best. I can be my best in areas, but as a whole man, I can't be my best if I'm not being my best towards you. Um, so I would like to say I apologize for uh, my rude behavior towards you over the past two years. And um, I'm not looking back. I'm just looking forward, present and the future, that I'm going to be the best husband that I can be for you. And show you more, not just telling you, but showing you my appreciation with you, with the kids and, you know, and how hard you work and how you keep uh, the house together. Those are things that I can't even fathom doing because I'm focused on trying to get us out of, uh, you know, trying to get us out of a situation, but you're making sure things are held down at home. And I love you for that. And like I said, moving forward, it's not going to be like it was for the past. So um, I love you, baby. I love that, man. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for being vulnerable. Um, this is the King Teeth Network. We out of here. Thank you.